0: welcome in defeating the curse crowd members heroes media group lp the wizards are doing the wizards thing very dc sports of them over the last week or so did you watch did you stay up late and watch them at the trailblazers last night the Wizards did the, exactly the D.C.
1: sports thing where you go into a team that you're supposed to beat, and you completely get dominated. What, what did they lose, like 51 points to the, to the Jazz? The Jazz is a good team, but
0: losing 51 points
1: is just unacceptable. We're not
0: talking about the Jazz. I asked you about the Trailblazers. Did you watch the Trailblazers game? I did watch it, but I had to put an asterisk
1: next to everything I saw because I just saw the night before they had get <laughs> blown okay. out by 51 points or okay. 60 points. That was not even a game. I watch every Wizards game. I almost had to, like, turn off the Jazz game. It, it was really bad. Like, I actually switched to Monday Night Football over the Jazz game at some point because I, I can't watch this that team just completely get annihilated. It, it was bad. The Wizards are, are in serious trouble, and we're not talking about it. Like, no one is talking. The Wizards are in, are in eighth place. We're a yeah. third of the way into the season.
0: We're a oh. third of the way
1: into the season it's
0: a good team that can be anybody but they're they're just not they're losing to a lot of people it's i don't know that well, let's look let's look at what we said a couple weeks back or sorry last week last week we said that i had them going basically 500 over 6 you had them doing a little bit better let's just revisit that for a second all right so they went uh, after the raptors so they lost to the bucks they lost to the Horn- sorry beat the bucks lost to the hornets then they lost to the blazers at home they Went on the road and lost to the Wolves, lost to the Sixers, uh, came home, beat the Pistons. Then they went on the road, like you said, laid an, just laid an egg, a very embarrassing egg at that against the Jazz. And then they go into Portland and get a win, which nobody expected. And now tomorrow they go to Phoenix. So I, I want to I talk about a couple of things here, okay? One, I was right as far as my prediction. They, they, were, they were 500 at best, and they weren't going to do much better than that without John Wall. The way they lost to the Jazz, I what agree did with I you. Predict? Uh, You're right. But what did I predict? I believe you had them going four and two over those six. Four and two, really? I, I think, think we so. Tape, Joe. I think we might have to check the tape. But look, Rudy Gobert comes back to the Jazz. To yeah, Rudy. Whatever. It's one game here, what one game better. there. Rudy, Rudy Gobert comes in. comes back for the Jazz, and and the, the Wizards just didn't show up. M- me and you should have been out there. We might as well have been out there. But the Trailblazers game. That game, late start. Everybody in D.C. hates these late starts. I, I was up. I, I know because your life is on tape to late. But I, I stayed up and I watched a good chunk of that game as well. Bradley Beal was just, I, I feel like he came out determined not to lose a game. I wish he would come out every single game that way. But he just had a look from the very beginning. He was going to pull a Kobe Bryant. He was going to take every shot that, that he wanted to. He was going to dominate because he knew that there was nobody on that team that can guard him and he, he i mean 51, 51 points on 38 shots is not the most efficient night in the world but frankly he got no help so that that's what it's going to take for this team to win against really high caliber teams like portland and and you've heard me say this before portland is a team that gets no love because they're portland and nobody ever sees them on tv because no one's staying up till 10:30 to watch you know portland versus new orleans or whoever nobody cares but this is a good team that they beat last night but it took a a herculean effort from Beal to get it done. And it's – it's it's you can't ask him to do that every game, but he had to last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what Beal was averaging before uh, yesterday with, with, since John Wall's been out? I think he's 15, 16. No, it, it's been – I think it was either 8, 9, or 10. He's, oh, wow. he's had some really bad games ever since John Wall's out. And what they try to do with Bradley Beal is they try to – they try to supplement John Wall's – you know – Supplement what kind of what John Wall does with a little bit of what Bradley Beal does, and it just wasn't working. Yesterday was the first time we saw Beal since the John Wall injury come out, play aggressive, play to score, and play you know like you said that high percentage, uh, the, the high uh, amount of shots, um, and you know and it paid off. He made 51 points, but I don't know if that's really sustainable for for this team. Like Bradley Beal can do that every once in a while, but. You know, the other guys have to step up. Otto Porter is getting paid max max dollar. He's got to, like, you know, he's got to contribute more than 15 points and, you know, eight, nine rebounds.
0: Well, Porter played 30 minutes. He played 30 minutes last night against the Blazers. Uh, Ten big boards for Otto, but two points. Just look at this box score for a second. Forget about forget about the missed shots, right? But your boy Markeef gives him eight points on, I think, two attempts shooting. Otto Porter gives him two points, two points in 30 minutes. Uh, your boy Gortat, the Polish hammer, goes for 4.7 points, seven boards, seven assists. Beal obviously goes 51. The reality is Beal's actually his line should have been much better. He, he probably, he, I know it says he's had two assists. Realistically, he probably should have had closer to six or seven. If anybody could make a shot, those numbers would have been much better yesterday. Fraser, listen, I, I'm about to be off the Tim Fraser like, <laughs> hype train. You were um, huge on the on the Brandon Jennings I, I train last year too. I, I was because you know street ball and, and hoop dreams and everything I I bought into it okay but I, I'm about to be off the Tim Frazier uh, yeah I'm about to like take a side seat or, or uh, I'm not on board with any, this anymore this experiment seems to be failing frankly uh, your your boy Thomas Saranski he deserves a little bit more run you know I'd like to see him be the the first guard off the bench when when Wall is healthy just to see because you know what you're going to get with Frazier frankly Mike Scott needs more run too. I mean Ian uh, uh, Mahimi uh, my boy Ian he has got to go away okay he's he's, he's got to go away we playing better defense as of recently he's no dude, he's offensive. he's 6 fouls no 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 stop 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 don't no 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 it, it, he's 6 you're fouls not just Jan That's all <laughs> listen you're not gonna he, he's not going to he is not he listen he's not going to get you 5 rebounds cause he can't get you 5 rebounds he can't get you 5 points He's certainly not going to get you 5 assists he's 6 fouls that's what he's good for, and and for whatever reason, Coach Brooks he's, seems determined to use all six. I don't know why, but he just seems to. He, he's I mean, a presence he, in the lane. Marching Gortat is not a presence in the lane.
1: Other no, course, you know Mike Mark,
0: Scott. Mike Scott is a presence in the lane. lane. Mike Scott he's needs to be. Mike Scott needs to be. He needs more run. All right. Dunder don't Mifflin needs more time. Either. There's literally,
1: Jason Smith is not a presence in the lane. Markeith Morris is not a presence in the lane. There's literally the only person who can, who can clog that lane is Jan Mahimi. I agree. Jan is like we need a refund. He's playing really <laughs> bad.
0: We need a refund. Like only if we had Costco return policy there with Jan. We really uh, uh, Jan, Jan is a problem. The bench is a problem. You know, you I know you're 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 clamoring that it's 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 a third of the season is over, you know, and there's there's real problems here. I agree. I mean they need they certainly need John Wall. You know, every team needs their stars, right? Steph Curry's gonna miss two weeks. But that seems loaded, pretty much at every other position. They'll be fine, you know. But you look at you look at the East, top to bottom, right now. The the better teams are starting to make their run, right? The, the Cavs are climbing, the uh, the Hawks actually. The Hawks are still pretty bad, but you know they they've actually strung together a couple impressive wins. The, the Celtics the are a little bit off, but they're going to be there. The Raptors are starting to pull it together. So everybody's starting to get everybody's starting to get a little bit, you know, find their rhythm, which was expected. The Wizards don't seem to be doing that. They're they're sitting right now in eighth place, 13 and 11 with some very, very, very bad losses. The Mavericks sticks out. Obviously the jazz from the other night sticks out. There's this team doesn't look like they're, they don't, they're not going to get to 50 wins. They finished with 49 last year. I think 50 is a pipe dream. It's just not realistic.
1: The the question is, are they even going to finish in top four right now? I mean, Uh, the, 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 Fourth place team right now is Detroit, and um, we they're six and a half games back. We're eight games, so we're one and a half games back of them. So it's a pretty tight race between four through eight. But I mean, there's really nothing that this team has shown you that that you're like, yeah, that's it. They're gonna put it together. They're gonna they're gonna uh, um, you know string off 10, 12 wins. It's just it hasn't been there yet. But but this team, like I said, I keep
0: saying they can play with anybody, but they can also lose to anybody, which is it's such a DC thing. Yeah, but that sounds like that sound. Yeah, it sounds like the Redskins. It sounds like the Nationals. It sounds like the Capitals. Maybe the United. Like it, it, that's a, that's a DC thing. But you can't lose to the Mavericks. You can't lose to the Jazz. They're gonna. Do you have any confidence that they can beat Phoenix?
1: No.
0: This is a I, team. This is a team know, that. This is a team will, that has their number. Yes, they, ha- they have absolutely. their number. They have their number. Right. right. It, 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 nobody can explain it. Nobody can explain it but they can't win that game tomorrow night. They're not going to win that game tomorrow night. And, you know, I want to go back to the East. I want to pivot back here just to the NBA Eastern Conference standings for a second. So the, the Wizards currently sit in eighth, and, and there's only a one-game difference between the Bucks and the Pacers and the Sixers. So the difference between fifth and eighth is, is not much right now. Uh, but it, you look a little bit further down, the Knicks are one game back. The Heat are one game back. The Magic, okay, they've fallen on, on some pretty hard times there in, uh, in Orlando. But you know the Hawks. I don't think the Hawks are. A, I mean, five and nineteen. That that's that's not who they are. But you look at the teams that are ahead of the Wizards right now. Realistically, they're not better than the Celtics. They're not better than the Cavaliers. They're not. They're not better than the Raptors. Even though the Raptors are largely unchanged from last year, the Pistons got a lot better. And that's a team that flies under the radar. They're never on TV. No one cares about Detroit. But that's a team that got a lot better with a few trades um, uh, primarily with uh, with uh, your boy Avery moving over from the Celtics the Sixers I mean Simmons is the real deal and Embiid is Embiid also the real deal you know so that team right that they're not better than the Sixers I'm not buying it I know they beat them on opening night but they're they're just not and then you look at the Pacers the Pacers got a lot better too Victor Oladipo is having an almost MVP caliber season it you know now that Paul George is gone and and they're not better than the pacers they're not That's, better than the bucks so you're giving victor a little bit too much credit there but look he's to, come on better. his numbers are phenomenal
1: but but okay I, I i agree that they're not better than these teams right now but in a seven game series i don't know i i actually i take it back i think with john wall healthy they're a better team than all these teams probably with the exception of boston and maybe cleveland
0: I actually think
1: they're a better team. They just haven't put it together.
0: I mean, I'm no. I'm waiting for John Wall to get healthy and them to put it together. But, I, I, I dude, I, I completely disagree. I, I, hold on, hold on. I, I completely disagree. I, I know, I, I know. But but you said in a seven game series, in a seven game series, the Raptors, the Raptors right now, even with a healthy John Wall, they're they're playing better basketball. And we've talked about this how many times, dude it's not I mean in the NBA it's the better team that typically comes out and wins not the hot not the hottest team or the team that peaks at the right time we've,
1: we've, the 76ers, we've, we've, we've the 76ers so
0: far this year the 76ers the 76ers right now to me are playing some of the they're playing the arguably the best basketball in the Eastern Conference they would wipe the floor with the with the wizards in a seven game series right now because they make adjustments and frankly Simmons is ungarpable whether wall is in or not the guy he, he's a freak. He's a freak. Yeah. The Bucks, the Bucks sitting at seventh, they have two guys that you can't guard. You look at every one of these teams. Kyrie, when he when he gets in his mind that he's going to do whatever he wants to do, you can't guard him. Obviously, LeBron is LeBron. The Raptors don't have that guy. The Pistons don't have that guy. The Sixers have two of them. Now they're young and they're going to make mistakes. The Pacers. I, I'm actually buying the Victor Oladipo thing, man. I, the more I watch him play, I remember watching him in Georgetown. I remember watching him as a rookie in Orlando. The, I mean, he thinking. can play. Yeah, he, he can play. He can play. So uh, it's going to be an uphill climb for the Wizards, I think, the entire season from this point on. I mean, 13-11 and 11 is not where you want to be. It certainly is better than last year's start at 2-10 or whatever it was, but this is a long climb ahead. Now, they've already gotten a lot of their back-to-backs out of the way for the season. They've faced a lot of their Western Conference opponents that they won't see again. So that all helps, but the team doesn't look very good. It just they just don't and and I think the rumors I think the rumor mill I, I hate to say this but much like Bruce Allen as fans we have to put some faith in into Ernie that he's gonna make something happen here before the trade deadline because to your point they need someone to clog the lane they need someone to do the dirty work and there's a guy and I didn't I wasn't on board with this before but you said it you were the first person I heard say it there's a guy sitting out in a clippers uniform that isn't happy there. That they don't want there, that would be a almost perfect fit into this Wizards lineup, and it'd give you the post presence that you need. Well, What would you have to give up for him? At this point, you're probably giving up at minimum, Gortat, Gortat, a and a draft pick and some cash is what I would try to get.
1: No, yeah. look, look, Gortat's
0: not going to happen. Slammed
1: daily by Wizards fans on Twitter. I mean. I don't think there's anyone... Because he doesn't play more, defense. More he doesn't DC play defense. But he's a double-double machine. I mean, yeah, he yeah he doesn't play defense. His defense is definitely lacking. But I think we're underestimating... But what? But what? That's right. all he's supposed to do is protect the rim. We're underestimating the 14-10 guy. I mean,
0: you know, personally, yeah, I don't know. Michael, Michael hey, Scott, Michael Scott can get you that 14 and 10. I don't know why he should be starting bench. Gortat. We love the Polish hammer. We love that. He tweets at us. We're like, I, I love him as a human being. I, I love him as a human being, but you got to do something. You got to do something here. You're 13 and 11. Okay. You're getting, you're getting minimal production from him as a starter without wall. So the offense has to change, right? He's not getting his little dinks and dunks and his weird floaty layup things because wall's not there to create it. So, they're trying to run that same offense, but frankly, you that it's not going to work without Wall. It's just not. So, you look at look at that box score again from yesterday. Oubre came yeah. in off the bench, had a yeah. very four nice points.
1: game. Gortat had four points the night before in, in, uh, in Utah. What did he have? He had zero points. Let's go one more game. You're, you're right. I mean. Without John Wall running running points, I mean, with the pick and roll with with Gorka, I mean, you're right.
0: He's actually utterly useless. Right. He's not going to stretch but, the court. He's not going to shoot threes. He's not going to shoot fifteen footers. He's not going to protect the rim. You know, he, he'll get you some rebounds here and there. But you know, he, to me, I, I look at, I, I I'm going to keep back. I'm going to keep going back to Michael Scott. I mean, this guy, he I think he deserves a little bit more run. I think you got to figure out what you actually have as you approach the trade deadline. You got to know what you're willing to trade and what you're not willing to trade. Right now, if somebody wants Tim Frazier, uh, okay, he's expendable. If somebody wants Thomas Sadaransky, I don't want to move him unless I'm getting a guard in return. But okay, he's movable. Jody Meeks started off great, fallen off as of uh, as of recently. So, you know, can you keep can you keep all of your studs and add is the question. I think the Wizards can do it. It's going to cost them some draft picks, a lot of draft picks, and some cash. And, and probably Gortat. But, but if if you if that's all it costs you, yeah, go, go get Boogie or go get um, DeAndre. Go get Boogie's someone. Boogie's another because story, you,
1: though. Boogie puts you over the top.
0: I don't know if DeAndre
1: puts you over the top. You put Boogie's team. Uh, this is, hands down, the
0: best team in the East. Do you agree with that? With Boogie? Yeah. You have uh, to say yes. Yeah, you, you have to say yes. But, yeah, frankly, yeah. DeAndre gives you an element that n- – there's no team in the East that has a DeAndre. I mean, the return of the traditional center is actually upon us here. When you look around the league, there's quite a few of them out there. Uh, or actually, there isn't quite a few of them out there. There's a handful, but the teams that have them and know how to use them, yeah, DeAndre. DeAndre's got the same range as far as his shooting goes as as Goretop, but he's going to stuff the lane. I mean, no one, no one's going, no one's going to come in there and Gortop's have a better uh, shooter than DeAndre. But
1: DeAndre. what you, you
0: don't need shooting. But you don't need shooting. The Wizards don't need shooting. The Wizards need. They need a post presence. They need defense. They need someone dunk the ball. They need some attitude. They need some grit to them. Um, I mean, honestly, even a guy like Derek Favors, or uh, that's why I'm big on Kenneth Fareed, These guys can come in with a little bit of attitude. They're gonna they're gonna stuff the lane. That's what's missing on this team. We play. Uh, um, like I don't like to say the word soft. I don't think that's an accurate term uh, to, to describe any any professional basketball player. But that's the way I think the Wizards are perceived. You're gonna you can get point uh, paint. Points in the paint against them. I mean, Rudy Gobert hasn't played. He's got he's on like a bionic leg, and he comes in and he. They can't do anything. So, this is is this is a bigger problem.
1: Yeah, I agree. The post there's there's really no attitude on this team without. You know what? Who's who's the attitude? Who's got the? Who are you afraid of? Who are you physically afraid of from the
0: Wizards? uh, If you're another team. Uh, maybe to maybe maybe Markeith, to some extent, you know. But they they losing without John on the court. They they definitely take a step back. That that's no surprise. Thirteen and eleven. I mean, the, right now I don't I don't see them as a top four team in the, in the East. I just I don't see them getting anywhere near that fifty win mark. And maybe maybe they get to forty five or so. But that's still I enough to make the playoffs. Panic. But you, you were really high on
1: this team at the beginning of the season. I I sense like. Some 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 real panic in your
0: in your face here. Yes, so. because bec- yes, there there is, because, and it's for a couple things. One, John played. John didn't have any setbacks last year. He's already had a couple this year. That that's concerning. Gortat seems to have taken a step back. I didn't from the moment of the pouting after the Celtics series last year. I didn't like the look. You know, typically when it, when a coach loses a player or when a player starts to frown and, and get all sour. That's not a good look. They needed to address the backup point guard. Tim Frazier was promising, but it doesn't look like he's gonna be the answer. So they really didn't improve a whole lot over last year. So yeah, they have
1: they they have work to do now. The improved. You have no, to say no, the no 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 no. How how can you say no. the venture is gonna improve? No, no, because
0: you, you look at well, yeah, Bo Buckets had a had a couple very nice stretches during the during yeah. the run last season. He had a three week stretch. I mean, he was here for 4 right. five. He had a good three week stretch, but I mean,
1: I would take Mike Scott, Jody Meeks. Um, you know, Tim Frazier. He he could run the point. He's fine when John Wall is healthy and is and is the primary guard. But listen, uh, but Frazier listen to what you're saying. The what primary what... guard is not there? Thomas Saranski great. He's not He's not really a true point guard. He's not going to, no assists. I mean, he, he's, he's hustling out there. He's more of a two guard. Like there's really, there's really no one to facilitate the offense when John Wall's not there. But what you're saying, the what best that,
0: that we have, yes, it, there's a big drop off. But what you're saying is that last year's bench would beat this year's bench in a seven game series, four to three. They're, it's no. not like they were so much better last year. They're not. They're not. No,
1: I'm they saying they weren't that much better. better. I'm saying oh, whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah. whatever. And I'm saying that they're a wash. I don't. I don't think they got. Yeah, My, Michael Scott is a. That's a big plus. But I think losing uh, Bojangles was actually a big problem. I think he he, he was. You know, Ubre has improved. So if you're going to factor that in, short, sure, maybe they Ubre had a really nice game against the Blazers. I mean, he's coming into his own. But you can't play all those guys at the same time. You can't play Beal, Wall, Porter, and Ubray. It's a weird lineup. It only works. I don't think it works at all. You know, so th- they're gonna have they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something to bring uh, again a, more guard play and and Yami like they have to have somebody to clog the paint. This isn't gonna work. It's not gonna work when the playoffs come around. I can't believe I'm talking about playoffs, but when the game slows down and you have to execute in a half court set. That's where we struggled last year. That that's how we let Boston come back from a 30-point deficit or 22-point deficit or whatever it was. They slowed the game down and it just turned into the the dink and dunk show and we couldn't defend it. Do you think a, a Deandre Jordan lifts the team into like
1: a team that can compete with the Boston's and the Cleveland's? See, I'm not 100% sure about that.
0: Maybe 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 not. Maybe not uh, you know to that caliber. But their defense will get a lot better. They'll stop giving up 108 points a game. Maybe it goes down to 101 or 102. Yeah, that. But that makes them. That makes them. I, I think he gets them closer to that 50 win mark for sure, because he, he he bolsters that that defense. But frankly, the way the Celtics and and the Cavaliers, Cavaliers are on a 13 game winning streak, like they're. It's like LeBron is literally set out to show the world that whatever Kyrie can do, he can do better. Like, and it's it's going to be interesting to see them go back and forth over the course of the season, I mean, it's, it's literally, I mean, it's literally, yeah, it's amazing to watch what he's doing right now. He's willing this team to win and it's, it's impressive. It's impressive, but you know, the rest of the, the rest of the Eastern conference, basically from four through eight or nine or 10, it's more or less the same team. I mean, there's some of them, you know, some days they are going to play great. Some days they're not going to play great. Most of them play down to, uh, to their competition I mean, it's not the Western Conference. You look out west for a second. I know. Have you been watching any of the Western Conference? Or have you been just watching the NBA out west? You look um, at the you look at the Rockets. You look at look at the Warriors. The Spurs were supposed to quote unquote have a down season. They've got eight losses. They're they're streaking right now, uh, or they they just got their they they had a short losing streak. But uh, I, I mean, they're seven and three over the last ten. The Spurs. The Spurs with. A 500 year old point guard and a bunch of players that you can't you can't pull from a line right now are looking great. The you Rockets know, then, four games. Yeah, I Rockets mean are playing ridiculous, and they didn't have Chris Paul for so long. The, the Rockets are they're also averaging I think I think I saw the number forty one three pointers, forty one three pointers a game. I mean that's yeah. absurd.
1: Can we can we agree to call them the X Wizards, the Trevor Ariza, the- <laughs> Nene, X Wizards?
0: Yeah, no. I, I no.
1: Golden State that too because Golden State had a um, ponytail guy. Um, don't don't pass the ball, guy. Um, and what, uh, did they have
0: McGee, Swaggy, Livingston. That's it, right? Yeah,
1: three. Well, those mm. are three pretty significant players. Livingston
0: is that guy's good. Yeah, he was good with the Clippers when he came into the league and his both of his knees exploded. Yep. He wasn't so good with the Wizards.
1: Has the NBA lost some of its luster? Uh, I felt like towards the beginning of the season, the NBA came out really strong. I, I felt like there was a lot of buzz around it. Um, I felt like that died off like maybe two, three weeks into the season, and it really hasn't picked up yet. Usually th- that kind of happened. The NFL kind of coming into a playoff season, the Hockey starting to to come in, Um, you know. Obviously, you have the MLS playoffs, which no one watches. But do you feel like
0: the the NBA has lost some of its luster over the past few weeks? No, I think it's always. I think it's where it's been historically in this time of year. I think the people that love the NBA are watching. I'm watching a lot of it. I think the people that don't care, like Steve, for example, don't care, and they'll tune in if they have to or if something amazing is on. Um, no, I think the NBA is where it's been. I think the back-to-back thing and, and stretching the season actually hurts the league. Yeah. I've said this like a number of times now. You see more parity because the bad teams have a chance to prepare for the good teams, so you're seeing the good teams lose more. So in that, maybe it's a little bit more competitive. I mean, statistically, when you look at the rankings, you know there is parity across the league, even though the star power is really clustered onto a handful of teams. You know, but you look at a team like the Thunder, which I still can't – I don't understand. Like, they're stacked. They're 11 and 12. And, you know, it's uh, – I don't understand it, but, no, I mean,
1: we're 20-plus we're games in. There's really, like, preseason and all that stuff is over, right? So the teams you didn't play in preseason, you know, the, the excuse was always the first 10 games. You know, they're starting to get into it. But, but that's – that's over now. So, um, you know, they're like teams should be in the swing of things. Oklahoma City shouldn't be eleven and twelve, and right now out of the playoffs, um, the Clippers are eight and fourteen out of the playoffs. The Lakers completely took a nosedive. The Grizzlies.
0: Well, you said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was waiting. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you brought up the Lakers, which means you brought up the Ball family, which means we could talk about LeVar Ball doing just yet another crazy thing, pulling whichever son it is, LiAngelo or Lee Carmelo or whatever his name is, out (laughs) of UCLA and blaming the school for his son being an idiot and stealing in China. Are you following the story at all? Because I'm fascinated by it. I'm completely fascinated by this. I I think I said this before. I don't give the guy any clicks.
1: The, The last thing I knew about the Ball family was that him and Trump had tweet wars, Yes, uh, th- that's it. I, I can't I can't give the guy any
0: clicks. I can't give him any.
1: You know? Did you see the Lakers press, uh, press, but, but,
0: press but but hold on. But but this is fascinating. But this is fascinating. Just can I can I just walk you through this for a second? Just 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 let me play this out for a second. Every four years, okay, every collegiate program gets to go abroad and do like one of these like these tour things or whatever, right? So UCLA. This is their one trip in four years. They're going to China to do whatever they're going to do, right? So, Leangelo Ball is representing his school abroad. He, I don't know if you heard his press conference, but he basically said, it wasn't the most cohesive statement, but he stole because everyone around him was stealing. Which is, like, probably the worst possible defense for a bad decision. Instead of just <laughs> owning it, he's like, well, everybody else was doing it, so I did it too. That's basically what he said. He gets caught. He goes to Chinese jail, not Fairfax County jail, not American jail, not drunk tank. He goes to Chinese jail. His big mouth father gets involved, makes the situation worse. The The embassy and the consulate gets involved. They can't get anything done. They reach out to the president of the United States to get involved in a minor shoplifting case or infraction. Trump weighs in, gets Leangelo, I think it's Leangelo and the other two players out of Chinese jail. They all come home. Then your boy Lavar picks a fight with the president, saying that he didn't actually do anything, which is complete crap. And, and and Trump, you know, golf clap for Trump for calling him out on it. Then it's silence for basically a week. UCLA, the season hasn't started there's, there's nothing. He's suspended from playing, but there's no there's no games to play. And then yesterday, this curveball—we're—we're we're pulling him out of school to do what—to prepare for the NBA draft. Who is going to draft this guy when they can't see him play against? Gonna, he's going to come play against the LP and FP and the church league. Is that—is that where he's going to get, you know, ready for the NBA? It's a complete joke. Like I—I I know I teeter back and forth that Lavar may or may not be a genius with the way he's trying to build his brand and the web series where you could, uh, if you've ever watched even two minutes of that web series, it's fascinating. Mm. It's fascinating. Uh, just try because it it's amazing. But LiAngelo is now no longer at UCLA. He's got, uh, and, and like, there's no explanation. In fact, when they asked uh, Steve Alford, the, the head coach of UCLA, he was like, yeah, no, no one talked to me. No one said anything. They just pulled him out. We haven't even started our season. Like there's not, he's suspended from nothing. It's like saying you're suspended from, uh, from going to work, but you're unemployed. Like, I don't get it. Like, it was costing him nothing. And he was probably, even if he missed a game or two for whatever, like, he's got too much star power. They would have, it's not like he was going to miss substantial time. But his dad goes, he takes the nuke option, pulls him out of school. So it's not like he can transfer to another school. He. Can't, I mean, if he goes pro overseas, he, he better shine because he can't come back. It's just fascinating to me because the, the whole thing now, like, What do you do from here is the question. like, What's the play here for LeVar and for LiAngelo? I I mean, it's fascinating to me. You don't don't seem like you care at all, though. No, I have zero care. Um,
1: The Lakers have to change or reinforce policy so that the media can get the microphone out of this guy's face. That should tell you something. We really need to stop talking about this guy. One, I feel bad for his kids. He completely is ruining their whole careers. Alonzo would have probably been a perfectly fine basketball player, except his father is involved. All that pressure, all the—I mean, that's what anyone, any what anybody talks about is just his dad. Like, it, it's
0: got to stop. I, I can't, I can't give the guy any clicks. I can't give the guy any respect. The guy's absolutely well, not. And then to add to add insult to injury, apparently the youngest of the three, Lamelo. Is actually the most talented, right? Because he grew up playing against his older brothers.
1: According to his
0: dad. No, no, no. This is like actual like scouts and people that like he was. He was also planning to go to UCLA. That seems like it's not going to happen now. Uh, who knows? But Lamelo, because he played up constantly to his brothers, he was kind of always touted as probably the best of the three. But now he's apparently not going to be eligible for college ball because he's got contact with an agent representing a shoe that's that to like the whole thing is – it's like a bowl of spaghetti. And no matter which noodle you you grab and pull on, it's pulling a whole bunch of other stuff with it. To me, it's fascinating. I understand why some people don't care. I also understand why some people get on LeVar and say, you know, he's ruining his kids or he's ruining their chances or whatever. But the reality is, you know, uh, he's amplifying a stage. Lonzo – there's a couple comments that came in. Lonzo was going to get drafted either way. But because of his dad, he got drafted second overall, and he went to the Lakers. Now he's got to earn his spot on that team, or he'll be out of the league real quick. But I'm, I'm really confused. Like I, I'm shocked that more people don't care about this, and I'm shocked that more people don't, aren't paying attention to it. Because if if somehow, if somehow, Lavar and LiAngelo end up, yeah. See, everybody says the same thing, right? I can't, I can't, I can't give the guy clicks. I, I completely understand, completely 100% understand the sentiment that you don't want to promote or, or or encourage him. But frankly, I don't think he got here by accident. I think there is something that's – there's some type of plan in place. This Leangelo stuff, though, is a complete mess. And frankly, when you take on the president of the free world, you better have – you better come strong, which he didn't, and Trump freaking destroyed him for it. But this is fascinating to me. I have no idea where – where does Leangelo go from here? Is he go play in Turkey, or is he going Can to we play? In, uh...
1: Who cares? Who cares? All right, well, this is a uh, Wizard I, podcast. I'm, I'm fascinated by
0: it. I'm I can't fascinated do it, by
1: it anymore. I'm, I'm wearing, wearing my, like my Wizards gear. Our, our Facebook comments here, I'm like, you know, uh, please someone tell, please have all of our fans tell them to stop talking about the stupid Ball family, Big Baller Brand, whatever, blah blah blah
0: blah. If I get you, I if I get you a ball Big Baller Brand sweatshirt, will you wear it? Never. The only way I'll watch them is if is if uh the
1: father ball buys a new team <laughs> out of his, his his city or whatever he wherever he lives and puts only balls on the on the roster.
0: That's the only way I'll, I'll watch it. Other than well, that, get out of my face. Oh, well, I, frankly, I just think it's more interesting than the Wizards right now. The Wizards are thirteen and 11 they They're in eighth place. There's not much else to say about them until John Wall comes back, right? And you, yeah. your point about the NBA. What Le- what LeVar and the Ball family is doing? I mean, that's part of the NBA stage because it it's all about the NBA. But uh,
1: the- it's- the NBA brand or does it help? I think people, I think people have Lavar Ball fatigue, just like people had Tebow
0: fatigue, just like people had Manzel fatigue. Nobody had Tebow fatigue. D- don't, don't, you're, you're misremembering members of the media. Had Tebow fatigue. What's huh? you know? Look look. What's the difference between Tim Tebow and Carson Wentz? And be honest. No, I didn't have Tebow fatigue. I'm just saying other okay. people. Okay, nobody Tebow, had Tebow. That's what I'm saying. Nobody had Tebow fatigue. Tebow fatigue was something that was created by the, the the talking clowns at ESPN who didn't want to hear him say, like, Jesus on the air constantly. But what's the difference between him and Carson Wentz? Every feature that's been done, well, it's a big difference, right, because one can really play the position and one was kind of pretending. But, but like, the they were both – I mean, they, they drew so much attention to the league in a positive way. You know, it's it's – to me, you look at this, it's the opposite of what you see with all the with, with Marcus Peters and, and all these 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 knuckleheads that are taking a knee and it's protest or not protest or nobody knows. And then stupid SI or whichever dumb magazine gives the citizen of the year award to Colin Cap the unemployed guy basically wins the employee of the year for doing what nobody understands. Like th- this is the state of like right. sports That's- media. And it's it's mind boggling. And shout out to Clay Travis because I know you're going to give me a hard time about this, but he was in town in D.C. I tried to get up to meet him. I it didn't it didn't work. I have too many children. But this guy has <laughs> been on. He's been on it from the beginning. Dan 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 uh, put me on to Clay, my friend Dan. He told me one. T- I remember. I'll, I'll never forget. It. He's like, just listen to 30 minutes of this guy, and you will understand why. Sports media in this country is completely backwards and upside down. And he was 100% right. And now I can't get enough of Clay. I think he's even going to run for Senate. So, uh, listen, media on the whole, things like the LeVar Ball stuff, it's whether you want to follow it or not, it's all tied together. It, like I said, it's one big bowl of spaghetti. You can't love the NBA or follow the NBA or care about the Lakers and not care about what's happening with LeVar Ball. and, and, and all, Like Everything is now social media. Everything is amplified times 100 and it's all just part of the same mess. That yep. being said, Lavar doesn't play basketball. His son in the NBA is not playing so great. You know, the Lakers are I think are 8 and 8 and 15 or whatever. They're not playing such you know, so great. And now the LeAngelo stuff it, it I, I don't know. There's it, it only two rounds in the NBA draft. It'd be hard, it'd be really interesting to see if he can get him drafted by sending him overseas. To play somewhere in one of the the European leagues, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm fascinated by it because if he makes it work, then there's a path for others to make it work. This is that this is exactly the problem.
1: We're talking sports and we're talking about a kid who dropped out of college because his dad didn't want him to play. Like, like that's that's not sports. Like that's that's the ESPN crap that they're putting on TV where there's guys who are in. in National television shows talking about what's happening in people's locker rooms that absolutely, absolutely have no clue because they've never been there. So, I don't know why you're so upset about Lavar. I really don't. I, don't I, I can't. I can't give the guy any credit. I can't give the guy any any
0: clicks. All right. It's okay. Annoying. Get off my timeline, Lavar. Okay. So you want to talk about the Wizards some more? What's left to talk about with the Wizards or the NBA for that matter? Done. We covered the whole thing. Done. Yeah. Done. Can we talk? All about right. Dan-
1: Patrick or Dan Patrick, whatever. I have to look who up that, who that idiot was. Um, who?
0: This Dan Patrick. You don't know who Dan Patrick is? He's an idiot. He no, has no, no. 0 no, no. see. You talk about things. You talk about sound bites that make our show illegitimate. That would be one of them, right? Like the Godfather of of sports in America. The Godfather of sports. Do you know who Stuart Scott is? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. I well, what I, I mean. I don't know. They worked on the same show. <laughs> they sat next to each other for like twenty years. I'm not, I'm not sure how you missed it. Yeah. What does Dan Patrick know about the Redskins? No. If, if you're Zip. referencing, if you're referencing <laughs> the Ed cousins pie receiver pie pie. thing. No, I mean whatever. He's trying to get clicks too. Everybody's just click baiting, But th- that and that sound did bite poly- didn't make any sense. Like
1: by the LeVar Ball No, no.
0: LeVar Ball is legitimately one of the most fascinating people on the planet right now.
1: He's fascinating. I, I, I disagree. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, I don't know what you're watching. I mean, I don't know what you're following, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of the Us Weekly and Radar. It's it's a lot of Lavar, and frankly, the miniseries or the web series is pretty good. And when you see the other side of the the, the Lavar mess or the every time I say Lavar, by the way, I think of LeVar Arrington. It drives me crazy. Like I don't know why. Maybe that's just a DC thing. But is this normal um... network? No, he made a horrible decision to leave 106.7 and uh, to go to the NFL Network, and that uh, that did not last very long. No sir, that 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 ended abruptly. Um, I'm thinking back
1: on uh, get rid of the Chad Dukes versus the world and go back to LeVar and Duke, please. You're
0: sleeping. You're sleeping on Chad. Chad is
1: no, no, no. No, I will tell you. Chad is incredible. Hosting your own show, talking to yourself. I had to do that once because you had the sidekick that died. For five minutes, <laughs> it was really hard. So credit to Chad Dukes there, but I will still take LeVar back.
0: And Lavar was really bad. I, I think you're forgetting how horrible he is. But I, I want to let let's something just popped up here. One, somebody was asking us about the next set of games. Neither one of us thinks that they're going to beat the the Wizards will beat the Suns. Uh, so that, that's a that's a big L. But we were they done go, with the Wizards. Well, I know, but but we always like to get out by looking at the schedule, right? So let, let's let's get out on by looking at the schedule. Wizards at Suns, I got them losing.
1: Uh, I, I said losing earlier. Uh, yeah, i go losing. <laughs> okay. Then <laughs> I, they go
0: Saturday, they go to the Clippers. I got them losing. I get them winning that one. Clippers All right. They go, they travel cross country, then they go to the Nets. I got them winning that one. I got them winning that one. Okay, then, win- please. Then, they, then they got Grizzlies coming. You got, them, you got them winning that one? Yep, that's at home. I got them winning that one too, and then they got the Clippers at home. The Clippers at home, I got them winning, and then you got the big Cleveland game. The big Cleveland game. So I got them going. Let's see, L L W W two and two. I got them going. I'm going to take a. I'm going to have them going three and two leading up to that Cleveland, that Cleveland Cavaliers game next Sunday. I think you got them the same. This is it three and two? Yeah, you got him, yes. I think you got him losing to the Suns and the Clippers at Clippers and then beating Nets, Wizards, Clippers at home, and then the big one against the Cavaliers. So technically, I think that the John
1: Wall two weeks from the PRP injection is in two days. I think it's the eighth, actually. But I don't think he's ready to return.
0: Probably not.
1: Start practicing a little bit, you know, come early next week.
0: Um, I don't think he's ready. We would have heard about it. Yeah, I don't disagree. He didn't look ready yesterday jumping off the bench to congratulate Beale either. Uh, but three and two, they're going to hang in there. I mean, I, do you have them as a top four seed in the East right now? I think, I think they can pull it out. But, I
1: mean, it really all depends on, on the health the rest of the way. Um, the Wizards the past few years made runs in January, February, December. I mean, they had a huge run last year. Was it um, yes, February, but, and March? Uh, the home streak. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, like I said, I, I, I really think they're, they're talent wise, they're a top 14. Um, whether health can, can keep them there or not remains to be seen. Okay. Any final thoughts? Can we talk Kirk Cousins' contract?
0: If you want to. Uh, can we talk no. Bitcoin? I'm fascinated by Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin. Who's yeah. got Bitcoin? I, I pulled the trigger. I, I made a I made a little investment into Bitcoin today, a very small investment, but now I'm obsessed. I'm watching it like hour by hour. It's up. Since I bought around lunchtime today, it's up two thousand dollars. Wow. Does that make any sense? I don't know I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. and I, I, there's been like five or six people that I've sought out today to try to explain it to me. That didn't work either. But I bought some or I bought a piece of one or however it works. You can you can buy fraction of a bitcoin. Yeah, that's what I did, uh, Ricky. I didn't I didn't drop twelve k for one bitcoin. I, I bought it. You got like twenty five jobs. I, I do, but I, I but I can't invest in something I don't. I can't, it's not even investing. I can't own something I don't. I, I can't explain it. So, but well, I put a little a bit of money into you can't it. Pull that out. I could. I, I think uh, there, there's a lot of issues with that. Maybe. I, look, I don't I don't know. But what I know is. I'm obsessed with watching it, and it's going up. It's up $2,000. Like, if I if I had bought one Bitcoin, I'd have $2,000 more in whatever. I don't understand how it works. I just know that it's fascinating to just watch it go you up. You just
1: know that there's an arrow, and it's pointing up, and the percentages are, are high. Yes,
0: but I will also say that I bought Litecoin and uh, enth- and Ethereum or whatever the other one is, and it's those are both down, so... There's probably a net loss ultimately here, but I'm fascinated by it. I'm just fascinated by it.
1: What's the what's what's the uh, Bitcoin
0: hashtag? It's got to be trending on Twitter or something. I think it's just Bitcoin, but nobody like nobody knows who created it. <laughs> nobody knows how to get it. My understand based on I what all I all my all research. <laughs> I think if you do math problems, you get bitcoins. That's what it ultimately works out to. But you need like supercomputers. The whole thing is fascinating. It doesn't make any sense, but who knows? I mean, if if you had bought it, this is the frustrating part, right? If you went back to January of this year, if you spent a hundred dollars in Bitcoin, you'd be sitting on over a hundred and twenty thousand dollars today.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. It's,
0: it's up twelve thousand dollars. Yep, <laughs> I know it's, it's up. It's up two thousand just today. So maybe we do another podcast just on Bitcoin and uh, and investments. Once upon a time. Enough. Once upon a time, do you remember once upon a time, we have a mutual friend who was in a very different line of work that was fascinated by diversifying his portfolio. Does this ring a bell at all?
1: No. I think we have to take this offline.
0: Yeah, I think we do. Okay.
1: All right. Wizards, 500 again? The next five? Around 500?
0: Yes, but I think they beat the Cavaliers in that big Sunday uh, showcase game. That'll be on, uh, on the mothership on ABC. I think they win that game. John's back. I think it's smooth sailing through the end of the year. I think they'll be okay, but they're not. A, they're not going to hang with the top four.
1: I think that the biggest thing uh, was uh, Phil Schneider back on the on the broadcast. A couple days, it was so nice to hear his voice again. I love Phil Chenier. Oh, I, I agree there. I agree there. All right. I think I think that's it. I think our fans are done with Martin.
0: Yeah, I think everybody's done with uh, with uh, Mr. Gortat with the Polish hammer. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Facebook and Internet Land for watching us talk, which we enjoy doing. Maybe you don't enjoy it so much, but thank you so much for tuning in. We are proud members of the Heroes Media Group. Don't forget the Redskins take on the Chargers on Sunday. Make sure to check out that podcast if you want some insight. Uh, we, we, had a, we had the pleasure of speaking to um, an insider, a Chargers Insider, and Rams Insider, actually. Make sure you check that out. We still got a whole bunch of other stuff coming this week. We're only halfway through, but there's still a lot of other Wizards content, Caps content, and more Redskins content. And somewhere, somehow, Steve will rejoin us. He did resurface last week briefly, but we expect him back uh, after. He's got some stuff going on, but in the next two weeks or so, you will be back into the full swing of things. So anyway, with all that said, thank you so much for listening. My name is Joe for LP for FP and for Steve. Thank you so much for, uh,